The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Rustling up the best search marketing news and views in the European Union. It's time to saddle up with the Search Cowboys. From Berlin to Bucharest, the Search Cowboys will round up the best search marketers from Europe and around the world to discuss search engine marketing, social media, and more. Here are the Search Cowboys, Bass Vandenbelt and Roy Hoiskies. Good afternoon in the U.S., good evening in Holland, and it's almost good evening in the U.K. It's time for another Search Cowboys on Webmaster Radio. I am uh, not joined by my regular co-host Roy Huiskus today. He is at an event in Holland and he's having fun there because he's doing a side clinic, what I saw. But I've got a good replacement for him. On the other side of the line, it's John Myers calling in from the UK. Hey, John. Hey, boss. How are you doing? I'm uh, doing better, thanks. I was, sick. <laughs> I was sick last week, but uh, I'm doing a lot better this week. And preparing to, uh, to get to the UK, actually. Uh, I'm going to go there next week. Yeah, you don't want to come over here now. It's raining big time. Yeah, well, okay. Well, uh, keep the rain over there. Here it's uh, it's dry. Well, anyway, if you're sitting inside, it's no, it's it's not not a problem, right? I'm guessing uh, Miami has got some rain too. <laughs> Here it is. No, I just um, want to make sure to let John hear it's outside his window. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as you can hear, Brasco is back too. He uh, he was uh, away last week at Attack, and uh, he had fun. Just told me, so that was good. Uh, we're going to have a good show for you lined up today. Uh, we have, of course, John uh, with us, and we're going to discuss some of the topics which went on in Europe this week. Uh, we're going to talk about some interesting privacy issues, or amongst others, in the UK. And after the first break, we're going to have another special guest on, which is uh, Matt McGowan, who is well the organizer of SES, and we're going to talk to him about SES Berlin and um, we're going to have fun I think today uh, so you're uh, ready for it John? Ready to go boss Very good, and then you can explain me what, the, what in the world the UK government is thinking about <laughs> <laughs> I read uh, a story in the Telegraph in England with yeah. uh, they intend to uh, how, did, how did they say it um, they want to keep all data Every phone call, every text message, every email, every website uh, visited uh, by private citizens, uh, they want to store that for at least a year and they will be uh, so that the government bodies can uh, can use it. So it will be available for uh, 911 and for, I don't know, is 911 in the UK? I don't know. When yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued by it, to be honest with you. I read the same story and I thought about it and thought, my God, what are they going to do with all this data? You know, there's 653 public bodies will be given access to this information. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, that's not just the police, that's things like the local councils, the financial services, ambulances. It's kind of like turning into minority reports, you know, revisited kind of thing. You know, next thing they'll be appointing Tom Cruise as the prime minister and, uh, <laughs> and send, sending them out there. Uh, I just don't know. It's 
see the. I I really just don't get it. I mean, I understand the concept of storing data and wanting to understand what people are up to, but is this a step too far? I mean, this is this is really getting to the point where everything that we do will get monitored. Um, you know, I know the phone companies hold the content of text messages and things like that, but. Is this is this just going too far, or is it basically giving the government so much data they could run the biggest marketing campaign ever invented and literally market to the whole of the UK population? A um, uh, little bit, a uh, little bit too big, brother, for my liking. Um, it really is coming down to you know the, the government effectively being, I don't know, maybe spy is a bit of a strong word as the Telegraph used, but um, it really is giving them the opportunity to, to literally see every footprint that we make in the digital space. Yeah, so, it's yeah. it's kind of James Bond, James Bond getting real. It, it is, and it's it's scary. It, it's something which um, I think I'm probably not too uh, not too keen on. How, how, how has the UK reacted on this? Um, of course, you have the, the, the Telegraph story, and, and I saw seen people react on Twitter, and I wrote about it on Search Cowboys, and I saw reactions there. Many were surprised, at least the reactions I saw. Uh, is there any anything on the UK television, radio, stuff like that? Are they talking about this, or are they not seeing this? I, I mean, I haven't seen a lot of it. Uh, banded around. I mean, they wrote the piece, and there's been, as you say, there was a huge reaction in the digital space about it. Um, I don't think that the the general Twitter user was too uh, too keen on it. Um, no. But you know, the government says they've, uh, or the Home Office, I think it was, says they've uh, they've done the uh, done the research and consulted with lots of different people, and uh, there was sort of a fifty fifty split yeah. uh, that were fearing the scheme. Um, but I mean, once you start storing all this data. Uh, once that data is in somewhere and it's stored up, it's kind of like a web server. Somebody's going to hack it. Um, Someone's going to get to it. That's for sure. And, uh, the the know, reason they're they're doing this is is to well to prevent terrorism. To and I I'm well, my guess is actually that if you keep stuff stored for a year, how are you going to find stuff about terrorism? Yeah. I mean, if something happened a year ago, they will probably be doing stuff earlier than than than, than now. So I'm I'm not sure why they should keep it up to a year for yeah. for ter- terroristic reasons. Uh, totally so that, agree. That, that's something that surprised me. And uh, another thing, I don't think they can actually hold this up, uh, both uh, legally, because if you look at, for example, the European Union rules, then they those actually state that you cannot keep information that long. And like Google has to 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 drop their information within six months, I think. And then the UK government goes and says, "Well, um, we're going to do something else." So I'm not, I'm not sure if they can legally keep this up, and I'm not going to. I I would be very surprised if the UK citizens all said, "Well, okay, keep it," and I don't care. Because no, I'd be, yeah, I'd be amazed. I mean, I'm I'm not keen on it at all. You know, it's um, it's a little bit too scary that somebody has control of every email, every text, every phone call, every you know everything that I literally do. Um, they're going to store it up kind of thing. I mean, it's one thing keeping an eye on how people, you know, search and the behavior and the way that they search on a search engine, as you say, like Google do, and understand that and personalize search results. Um, when, when you're logged in, this is this is taking a, a, a step too far in a lot of respects. Um, yeah. and, and storing data, that just shouldn't be stored to this extent. Um, it yeah. presents too many opportunities for, you know, bad things as well. as I, can, I, I totally support the concept of, you know, trying to, trying to stop terrorism and all that sort of thing 100% behind that but this presents opportunities to uh, effectively abuse data in other ways 
Yeah, I, I can't. I can't imagine what they're actually gonna do with it. Also, if if you store information from what websites people visited, okay, I can understand that you might recognize some sort of pattern if if it's a potential terrorist. But um, well, phone calls and stuff like that, and from everybody, and for six hundred and fifty-three public bodies, that's a lot. Yeah. What, what What does a fire brigade want with the, the websites you visited? Yeah, precisely. I think you know they. I can understand giving it to the government and giving it to maybe the police in some respects, but uh, you know, getting the the local councils, the financial services authorities involved, and as you say, the the fire or even the uh, you know, I think they mentioned the Telegraph articles. Prison governors, you know, what what's a prison <laughs> governor going to do with the data? Is he going to kind of assess the assess the the probability of me um, in the way that I use the the internet and that uh, turning up at his establishment in the next six months? He has to be uh, ready for you, John, when you get in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that black hat. I'm not that black hat. You know? Yeah, all the all the black hat SEOs have to have to be yeah, what's, have this, to be what's this space? <laughs> yeah, I think it's not going to work out. I think they're not going to. Uh, uh, pull this through, but uh, yeah. this is my uh, my view on it. Great. So um, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with it. Uh, we'll we'll keep on looking for it. Uh, what the politics are going to do with it, uh, and and I'm guessing that um, it's probably going to be well. We call it in Holland a storm in a glass of water. I don't know why you call it in the UK, but um, I think it's going to not going to happen. No. no, I just can't see how they can get this one to go through without no. a doubt. Um, you know, step away from that and uh, find something else more in uh, more in line with something better to do. The you know the spin side and the skeptic within me says that well, if uh, the government's going to pay for the data and all of the data housing, you know the big sort of mobile companies and internet um, data storage warehouses might actually be all for it because I might get their uh, the hosting bills paid. But uh, I can't see uh, the UK public being keen on it. No, no, and and also that if if you go. Um well, I, I can I can see that if you do this, then other com- well other uh, um, well, things like Google or other companies like Google, they're going to say, hey, if you can keep it for a, for a year, we can keep it for a year too, and we're going to do stuff with it that um, well people might not like to. That, to, that that's going to happen. <laughs> anyway, um, just uh, it's quick before we go to the first break, I'll make a quick guess which. Uh, kind of sites do you use more, Microsoft sites or Google sites? Me personally, or yes. <laughs> do I need to answer that and upset Microsoft? Oh, I've just given <laughs> the answer there. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, from a point of view of that, I think probably Google sites. Uh, yeah. Being a ser- being a search man and them owning so much of the market. Sorry, Microsoft, I love you to bits. And yeah, being, being you would, you would expect you would expect uh, that uh, most people will be uh, doing that, but uh, actually, Comscore numbers show differently. They show that Google Sites are the second biggest in uh, September, at least, uh, 2009. Um, actually, a year ago was the same, but um, uh, Microsoft Sites get about a million visitors more than Google Sites in September. Yeah, uh, they're, a, they're a huge portal entity. Uh, yeah. Um, you look at it from a search perspective, it's Google all the way, but with the, the footprint that Microsoft has as a portal... It's uh, it's a huge, big, big beast. That's why we'd uh, we'd like to see Bing uh, moving forward and succeeding. Yeah, it's it's not just Bing. That's that's well, Bing has got a smaller proportion. We know that. Oh God, yeah. 
but it's mostly sites like Hotmail and, uh, of course, the, 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 the Messenger, uh, Amazon Messenger, which accounts for a lot of time spent uh, on Microsoft sites. If you log out for from uh, Hotmail, of course, you get uh, the Amazon site or, or Microsoft uh, site. Uh, so that accounts for a lot of time. But turns out that Microsoft sites get more traffic than Google sites. Also in Europe, especially in Europe, actually, uh, the Comscore looked at uh, regional differences and Microsoft had a total of 16.8% share of the total time spent online and Google only had 9.6%. And actually, uh, the one which is closing in, and I'm, I'm constantly saying, well, we have to keep an eye on those uh, uh, those guys, is Facebook, which yeah. accounts for 6.6% of uh, all time spent online. So it's Microsoft, Google, and Facebook. Those are the big players. Doesn't uh, doesn't surprise you? Doesn't surprise us, no. But uh, now go Microsoft. Start using all those properties, and um, you know, start channeling them to the search capabilities. Uh, you should, but, uh, yeah. You, you should expect that if they uh, have these kind of numbers, they should be able to get more people using Bing. Yeah. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a big marketing campaign on the go at the moment. You know, they're running a lot of stuff over, certainly in the UK, where they're sponsoring, you know, primetime radio slots in conjunction with big TV programs. Um, a lot of tube advertising down when you're waiting to get on the on the train in the in the underground. There's there's plenty of uh, Microsoft and Bing and uh, things going on, but um, it's a tall order to to crack that synonymous search verb that is Google. When uh, when you're looking for something, you tend to Google it. Um, I was at the big IAB Engage conference yesterday, and um, Ashley Heinfeld, who's the basically the the Microsoft boss over here in Europe. Um, has set himself the challenge of of coining Bing as a as a verb um, as Google is, uh, so um, you know it's it going to be binging. What's it? <laughs> to, to, to Bing, I guess. To Bing or not to Bing? That is the question. <laughs> it's uh, actually yeah. Okay. <laughs> to coin a Shakespeare phrase, but uh, I think uh, it's a tall order. But um, I'm 100 percent behind those guys because um, they're a great bunch down there, and um, you know, good luck to them. Yeah, um, I, th- I do believe that we need the competition in, in Europe, especially. If you look at Europe, the, the, the Google advantage is, is too, it's too big, and we need Bing to, uh, to, get, to, get, to get in there. Yeah. Uh, of course, we have Yandex in the East, but that's not uh, compared to in the West, there's no Yandex. But uh, anyway, um, I think it's time to go to our first commercial. Uh, I hear that uh, Matt McGowan uh, is already ready for us, and uh, he will be on after the break, and we'll be talking about uh, search engine strategies uh, of course and uh, search engine strategies Berlin Berlin is coming up in two weeks and we'll talk about that with Matt McGowan and for now Bresco can you take us to the commercials search cowboys will be back on the trail after this Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. 
Your company's website sucks. You know it. Everybody knows it. So get a to-do list to fix it. On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7. Analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it. So that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. Dave Davies bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Webcology, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're back with the Search Cowboys on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are your hosts. I'm always playing the air guitar when this tune is coming up. <laughs> some, so, somehow it's like it's inspiring. Anyway, welcome back to the second part of the Search Cowboy Show, and uh, we've got John Myers as a special co-host today. And uh, if everything's right, I'm uh, also joined. We're also joined by Matt McGowan, calling in from New York. I'm guessing. Hi, Matt. Are you there? Sure, can you hear me? Hey, we can hear you, yeah. mate. Hey. hey, how's it going? It's going Good. great here. How are you doing? Is that an applause in the background? That yeah. is, mate. That's, that's an applause for you. <laughs> I'm doing so good. I'm doing good. You're in New York right now? I am. I just got back uh, late last night from Utah. Utah? What are you doing in Utah? We have a big customer in Utah. Ah, okay. So, uh, it's always important to go to your customers. Um, yeah. You have a SES Chicago, right? Which was the last uh, search engine strategies? Is that correct? Uh, la- Chicago's coming up. It's in. Um, okay. It's in about four weeks, actually. Just oh, right out of Berlin. We have Berlin um, the uh, third week of November in about two weeks, and then we we hit Chicago two weeks later. Oh yeah, I see now. The Chicago one is on December seventh until eleventh, and SES yep. Berlin is November twenty fourth and twenty fifth. And on the twenty third, there will be some uh, workshops, I guess, because that's the way you guys usually do it. You do one day wor- workshop kind of things, and then the uh, two day, two or three days actual um, event, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like to uh, include one, and sometimes at our bigger events, we'll include two days of uh, hands-on training. So it's you know smaller classroom, uh, classroom-style seating, four to eight-hour sessions, depending if it's a half or full day, and you're in there with um, you know a full syllabus and uh, an expert on whatever the subject is that uh, we're covering. 
So yeah, the what, training what, is uh, training is always well well received. Yeah, what was the reason you guys thought of these training days? Why did you start those? Uh, people start uh, customers started to ask for it. They um, it's 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 a it's a very different dynamic than the conference itself. You know, when you're at the conference or in a session, uh, Bass, you'll be up there, and John, John, you'll be up on stage, and you'll each have about 15 minutes, and you'll give a quick, um, detailed but quick overview of whatever it is you're 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 presenting on. But um, at the trainings, you know, it really gives the our customers time to really delve down deep into a subject and uh, and get their hands dirty, you know, and then yeah. work in a smaller environment. I mean, a, a conference session could have three, four hundred, you know, two to four hundred people in it. Um, yeah. Training, we cap at uh, like 35 or 40 people. Yeah, no, definitely. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's tripped so hard to get someone across in 15 minutes um, <laughs> to the level of, you know, really getting down into the detail. I know, I know it's something you may have talked about, Matt, is, is how you can shake up and uh, vary the session length sometimes and maybe trial some longer sessions at SES. And it's, you know, it's, it's certainly something that I know you've been looking at. It is, uh, it is. And with, um, with bringing Mike Green on board just about a, about a month ago, uh, one of the things he and I have been chatting a lot about, and uh, we've been chatting a lot, as you can imagine, um, <laughs> is, reducing, is reducing the, uh, the uh, number of speakers on stage. So um, going from what can be three, sorry, four to five people on stage at any time, plus a moderator, to uh, three, which would give the speakers a bit more time to present on the subject. And uh, though, I mean, which, which should be good. I think the audience would like that. But the downside is there would be less speaking opportunities. So um, we'd have to select our speakers a bit more carefully. I think that's not a bad thing if you select more oh. carefully. No, because it's then, not bad at all. You'll, I mean, we've, tr we've tried it both ways, and you never make everyone happy. So um, there's always someone who wants to see more speakers, and there's always someone who wants to see less. But the uh, the idea is it won't happen all at once. We'll probably try it out on a few sessions uh, come London in February and a few more in New York in March and see how it takes. And if okay. it uh, if it takes like we think it will based you know based like we think it like we think it will based on the feedback we've received uh, we'll we'll roll it out in full force uh, throughout the rest of 2010. Okay, do you guys uh, look at what the competition is do is doing? We have, we have. Because if if you look at for example the workshops you guys are doing, uh, what you can see now is that SMX is changing SMX London to SMX Advanced. Uh, yep. Is it correct? Do, do I see it correct that um, the workshops are kind of your advanced uh, work training sessions? Um, not necessarily. Um, the workshops can be for beginners as well, especially um, like when we, when we do, a, let's say, a workshop on, let's just say, SEO, just like that's the topic. Um, you'll get probably more than half the class beginner to intermediate and uh, the advanced tend to stay out of the workshops um, which is which is I mean I think which is how they're geared and how they're planned but um, in terms of uh, I mean we watch the competition all the time and, and in my mind you can you can label something advanced but just talking about black hat the uh, strategy is not the way a conference becomes advanced and uh, it's actually something you'll be seeing coming from Mike in the next few months as we, as we, uh, you know, clearly define how we want to approach the subject, I think you'll see a very clear distinction um, as what SES thinks advanced is 
Um, and if anyone wants a hint to that, I recommend them go finding uh, Mike's uh, New Signals paper that he wrote about eight months ago. Uh, yes. We see advance as being... I think what you'll see is that we'll define advance very differently than our competition. So we're not going to see these search engine strategies advanced? You'll see advanced sessions. You may actually see an advanced show, but um, I don't know if we'll call it that. No. Yeah. But but I think you guys have. Yeah, I think you guys have done a lot over the last couple of years to really shake the content up and you know really improve it. And uh, you know the content that's been coming out of the the conferences recently, it's only had a really good feedback. Um, so it's been a nice shake up, and now with Mike coming on board, I think Mike will shake it and take it to the next level, <laughs> kind of thing. So uh, that's, that's the know, hope. I mean, one of the things you'll see um, in our Chicago agenda is you know Mike. Mike's only been with us for about a month and a half, and these agendas are programmed uh, four four months out. Um, and you'll see it more so in the London agenda, which will be 100% um, backed by Mike, and uh, again in New York. But even in Chicago, you see we're bringing things in like... Uh, uh, I've actually had some really great feedback. I was with the head of search for uh, uh, Omniture uh, just the other day, and he said this is going to be the first time in a few years that he sat in sessions at a search event because he's had the time to kind of look over the Chicago agenda and he's seeing a lot of um, some new things, which is, which, you know, it was great to hear. Um, and uh, I basically told him to kind of, you know, keep his eyes open because there's going to be a lot more new things. Um, the agenda that you're used to seeing at SES, um, I hope, and I, the plan is, and I hope the uh, the uh, community agrees. And if you don't, I'm always available to chat about it. Um, but the agenda is uh, is going to be a completely new. You're probably not going to recognize it. Um, and and the idea is uh, everything from how we everything from how we uh, re, you know how we um, what do you call it? What's the word? How we display the content and how we actually. Uh, um, to 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 exact to what it is we are speaking about and what it is we'll be talking about at our shows is going to change. So um, it's uh, you know the industry is changing real quick and yeah and we're you know I th- I honestly believe our 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 agendas have been on cruise control for the last few years and um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to kind of the new the new SCS agenda which which the you know, which the uh, the uh, industry will see uh, shortly. It's going to get yeah. the British British Rolls Royce treatment, eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm mean, very hey, curious I, I about that. It, but well, what's good, it's what's really good. it's really nice to have Mike on top because Mike's yeah. a practitioner. Um, yeah. He's he's out there doing been doing you know search for the largest businesses in the world uh, over the last few years, and, and the team he's building underneath him um, has been doing the same. And uh, what I think you'll see is a SES will be. Uh, designed by practitioners for practitioners and that's kind of how i'd like to differentiate ourselves sounds good right. um, sounds the, the good. next the next one coming up is SES berlin um which is uh well organized well not organized not the right word it's called four seats in there, uh if you look at the <laughs> the ses search engine strategies dot de uh which is thomas bindel he's the uh the, the guy who made the agenda in germany right yeah, he's he's a, he's the host, so to speak, and uh, he's done it yep. in conjunction with Mike and uh, and the team here at SES. 
Okay, so the, the, the way you set this up is that you have your team, uh, well, in New York, uh, who, well, make, well, kind of the, uh, the show, and then for the specific German part of it, you used, uh, in this case, Thomas, uh, to yeah. fill it in. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a collaborative effort. They they speak, you know, daily, weekly, monthly kind of thing and, and shoot ideas back and forth between each other and test them out with the, with the, uh, the market. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, Thomas, Mike doesn't speak German. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, event is in, the event is in German, except for, I think, two sessions, um, and except for Bill Hunt's keynote. Um, but, uh, yeah. So we've been relying on on Thomas, who is obviously uh, you know a strong search marketer uh, local to uh, Germany, Munich yeah. actually. No, that should be a good show. It's looking like the sessions look good sessions, and there's some good speakers in there on the local level. So it's looking like a good show. From, yeah, from what I can yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good to see the engines represented. Yeah, yeah. it's good to see the um, the different agencies in Germany represented, as well as some of the tool providers. Um, the sessions definitely seem on target, and uh, you know I'm looking forward to it. It was, it's been Germany's always. I mean, to me, it's so much fun. It's a smaller show. Uh, I think last year we had just under four, like probably 350 people, and it was held at the Sofitel in uh, Hamburg, and it was very intimate and uh, just like a really good time. Uh, I don't know how to say it. Like you go to a larger conference like SES New York or even London. Like SES London in February is the largest search marketing event in all of Europe, if you if you look at it that way. Mm-hmm. And it's not as uh, intimate, right? Because there's just so many people. Um, these smaller events are really a lot of fun. So I I'm, I'm I'll be out there. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I won't know what's going on in the sessions, but um, I'll take as much <laughs> just, feedback as I say, can. Sit in next to me, Matt. I'll translate for you. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. I had the same anything. feeling last year in Hamburg that was really small and intimate. And mm-hmm. uh, also, I, I actually wrote a piece on uh, about Germany on Serge and Jaland a couple of, week, uh, a couple of mm-hmm. days ago. And mm-hmm. there I also said Germans need special treatment because it's um, if you look at the search market in Europe, then uh, the British are, of course focus also on the on the US but uh, the German market is really a market of its own it's really different from any other market than uh, um, in, in Europe also because they well they all, all, all almost hesitate to to speak English they they want to do it in in German which is a big difference right. but um, I think it's interesting that uh, that they have kind of their own show uh, and, and it's going to be fun I think um, yeah and they, have a, they have a few well, shows there's an SMX down in Munich that um, Matt Finley's team runs which I hear good things about and there's our show which has kind of been on the road for the last few years we're trying out each city because the way we look at it is um, we get a lot of first timers at search engine strategies uh, we always have and our focus is always on uh, it's, we, we, we try to cover all levels, but we never want to lose our core, and our core is like the the first timer, and uh, you know the the marketing professional that's just learning search and that's just kind of getting their hands dirty and really needs to kind of brush up the speed on what's going on, um, and uh, so by moving it from city to city, you know we've been able to kind of touch different markets in Germany. And what most people in the States don't realize is that Germany does have more than one market. 
um, unlike maybe the you, you know London, where London is very much the focal point of uh, of, of England, or Paris is for France. Uh, you know, Germany has many major cities, and they can yeah. each support a show. And we've also played around with the idea of doing a little road show in one year, kind of hitting all the cities. But um, you know, we're going to try it this way first, and you know, we'll see how how it progresses over the years. But it's definitely a market we're committed to. So it could 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 be that next year is not going to be Berlin. It could be. It, I mean, last year was Hamburg. This year is Berlin. If you know, it, it's very good chance it will be in Berlin, but. You know, Hamburg was great, and if Berlin's great too, maybe it'll be in both. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'll let you know. I'll let you know and shortly. I'll let you know shortly. But I can tell you one thing: is we are doing is uh, we will be reaching out to Berlin marketing specialists, uh, search marketers, but as well as the you know marketing specialists in general, and uh, we will be launching a German edition of Click Z to help support the show. So. That's okay. right. It'll be pretty exciting, and that'll probably happen uh, early next year. Well, that's going to be interesting. Uh, well, in the chat room, uh, people, uh, by the way, if you're listening live to the show, uh, you can join us in the chat room, and you you could ask Matt a question if you want. Um, not many have asked questions so far, but in the <laughs> chat room, we're all, all also saying that we might do a special show, uh, a Search Cowboy show, coming from uh, the uh, Search Engine Strategies in Berlin, so we're going to try to set that up. That, that could be fun. And Marcus, and Marcus did that last year with you, didn't he? Yeah, he was. He did a special webmaster radio on the roof uh, show, and we could uh, yeah. well, we could do a combined show, uh, Marcus and, uh, and us together. We could, it could be fun. Uh, yeah, we, be we're going to try to set it up at least. Cool. Yeah. Okay, um, uh, John, do you have any questions from for Matt uh, left or? Wow, well, I mean, we've covered a whole lot of different things. I mean, I really wanted to find out. You know, what are you? You know, from a point of view, the 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 show in Germany and it's coming up in a few weeks you know it's it's looking like a strong show is the is there any you know apart from obviously Bill Hunt's keynote is there any sort of things that you want to highlight as things to not miss and or you know sessions yeah. that are a must yeah I mean we got Stefan and, from Microsoft and Lars from Google and Mike Green on stage on the start of the first day and um, I really think that's going to be an interesting conversation. Um, I can't exactly read what it's called because I don't know what that word means. Um, but I think it's some sort of like keynote. Have <laughs> <laughs> to brush your German up for next year. <laughs> I can't even pronounce it, to say the truth. <laughs> but I know that's a session I'm looking forward to. And with Mike on stage, it'll be English. So um, that part yeah. gets me excited. And then, you know. I know the other English session that I will definitely be in that I'm very excited about is the search around the world. And if when you put Andy Atkins Kruger, Ann Kennedy, uh, Erica Schmidt, uh, Matoko, and Ian on the uh, stage together, good things usually happen. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, That's always been a good session in London. So I'm sure yeah. with those guys it'll be a good session in Germany. Yeah, yeah. And, and the other stuff, I mean, I think as you go through the agenda, you'll see there's there's – there's introduction to search engine marketing sessions, and then there's your more advanced kind of, you know, paid search techniques through to, uh, you know, more, you know, stuff falling more on the SEO side of the house. So it's, um, looks like a good agenda to me. I'm excited. There's one and I think from what I hear, it looks like our reg numbers are doing well too. So it looks like we'll have a similar amount of people in the, uh, uh, at the event again, which is always nice. Yeah. Great to hear. And well Microsoft to doing or Bing as uh, as they're called now is doing a uh, a fun little uh, thing at the event as well. So they'll have a 
an area laid out uh, with white couches, and it'll be it'll be a fun little area, I think. So that'll be nice as well. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Okay, yeah. well, it's going to be uh, uh, for those uh, who don't know when it is, uh, November twenty three and twenty four. Uh, in uh, where is it actually? Let me see. It's in Crown Plaza, basically the Berlin Crown City Plaza. Center. It's like yeah. as close as you can get right. to the center of Berlin. I think is possible. The other exciting thing is it's the twenty year anniversary of the wall coming down, and that was just what I think yesterday or something like that. Last few days, so it'll be nice to be in Berlin during this time. I think um, absolutely. Which is you know wasn't necessarily how we planned it, but you know good things come sometimes. So that's pretty exciting. Um, yeah. So hey, sorry for taking up all your time, but that's uh, that's, uh, that's <laughs> all good stuff. It's all good stuff. Yeah, mate. Very good. Thank you uh, for uh, joining us on the show, um, Matt. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing you in Berlin uh, in a couple of weeks. Definitely. And um, thanks for joining us again. And uh, we're going to go to uh, a break, and we'll be back after the break and talk some more about some more European stuff. Uh, um, if Matthew wants, he can hang on, but I'm probably thinking he's going to hang up and going to go to his New York stuff. Matthew, uh, <laughs> thanks again. Thanks, Thank man. you. Thank you. And John, I'll see you next week. <laughs> see you next week, mate. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Take care, guys. Resco, can you take us to the commercials? Search Cowboys will be back on the trail after this. Revenues can come from many different sources. Are you capturing additional revenue from your payment processor or leaving money on the table? Lytle & Company can help you grow your top-line revenue. Lytle & Company provides payment processing and consultative merchant services for multi-channel retailers, along with internet and direct response businesses who sell directly to consumers. Lower the total cost of payment acceptance while improving your business processes and chargeback management with Lytle & Company's innovative reporting and analytics features. Lytle & Company, the card's not present, but we are. Find out more at Lytle, L-I-T-L-E dot com. AffiliateContracts.com is an affiliate network like no other. Hands-on account management right from setup gives personal attention with continual account optimization. And our affiliates will attest our offers consistently pay more money every single day. Seriously. And hey, want to make a lot of money fast? Check out our unbeatable, I mean unbeatable insurance offers. Higher conversions with programs that are sustainable and scalable because AffiliateContracts.com is committed to you for the long run. Bigger payouts, higher conversions, and attention you expect from dedicated affiliate managers. AffiliateContracts.com. That's what the affiliate world needs. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today ecom experts mondays at 6 p.m eastern 3 p.m pacific or on demand anytime inside the internet marketing channel only on webmasterradio.fm you're back with the search cowboys on webmasterradio.fm here are your hosts so it's the third part of the Search Cowboys show on Webmaster Radio, which uh, today is co-hosted by my good friend John Myers. And we were just uh, before the break talking about 
SCS, and we had Matt McGowan on the show, which uh, was a nice talk, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to what they're going to do. Uh, sounded really, really good to me, uh, their, their plans. Mm, definitely. I, mean, I think it's going to be a really strong show this year in Germany. You know, the, the lineup's looking good, and it's great to see some of the uh, you know the local speakers on the list doing some some pretty good content panels by the looks of it. I've just been having a look at the agenda in English, and uh, some nice stuff on there. It's going to cover a very, very wide breadth of search marketing. Yeah. Uh, so if uh, anybody in Germany is listening, I would highly recommend you, uh, you get yourself down there and uh, enjoy what's looking like a very good SES. Yeah, absolutely. And also the uh, the plans they're doing with Mike Gray now, uh, who joined in uh, uh, with the Insights of Media, of course, a mm. couple of couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago. Uh, sounds very good. I, I think it's it, it's necessary also that, that that you look forward and that you try to uh, change the conferences as 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 the world is changing, as SEO is changing, as search is changing. You have to change with yeah. it. And yeah. I think no. uh, Matt is doing a no. great job on that. No, he certainly is, and I think with Mike on board now as well, it'll uh, it'll go from strength to strength. You know, Mike's Mike's a good friend, and has been for a good few years now. And um, I'm not just saying it because he is a friend, but I think he'll do a fantastic job for them. Um, he's chaired London very, very well the last couple of years, so letting the reins off and giving him sort of control of it all is uh, is a great move by Incisive in my eyes. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be going to be interesting. Um, one thing which uh, is also pretty interesting we were talking uh, in the first part about what uh, well storage of data uh, in the UK mm. um, there was a news item this week uh, coming out that um, the European Union they agreed on some new rules about the telecom business so that's yeah. not really search uh, what you what you think uh, if you look at it uh, they did that to well try to get a grip on on the telecom business which is very well. It's 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 a strange business, and uh, there are a lot of competitors in there, a lot of different rules in different countries, and the European Union is trying to get that straight. Uh, and there's mm -hmm. one thing which uh, they made a couple of changes in the um, in the rules, uh, but there's one rule in there which might be interesting and really affect search. Uh, the rule is the protection against personal data. There it is. Um, uh, like protection against spam and mm -hmm. what they are saying is that every time you set a cookie you have to uh, well, uh, you have to tell your visitors that you're gonna set a cookie and they have to agree on that that's yeah. kind of what they're saying so that would be pretty intense if that's gonna happen I don't know did Just you, you catch sorry? Yeah, I had a look at it, and um, it was, as you say, it was a pretty labour-intensive piece of um, discussion. Um, and to say that, I mean, the telecoms bit is is one side of it, obviously, and looking at how they're going to, you know, go down that route and and trying to standardise that in across Europe in some respects. Um, whether the UK will do its usual thing of we're an island and we're going to put the walls up and and hide behind them, um, kind of <laughs> like the euro, kind of like the euro a little bit. The pound is staying, so our broadband speed will as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, roll out the flag, bring on the Armada, and send them over. They can try. They've they've never quite done it yet, but uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. We're a fickle, fickle old bunch over here in the UK. You're on an island, so that's that's it. We're on a, that's, we designed it that way. We thought we'd drag it out those millions of years ago and put a little bit of water between us. Um, yeah, exactly. uh, then we built the tunnel. So the obviously in conjunction with the French. Well done. Thanks for that. Uh, 
on the on the oh, sorry, totally off piece on the context oh, of the course. of the of the piece. Um, yeah, I mean the, the cookie thing. I mean, the, dropping a cookie is 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 bread and butter for a marketer. You know, at the end of the day, it's it, it's a big part of the lifeblood of of how we do not only search marketing but how we do you know multi-touch marketing um, across different online disciplines from display and affiliate, um, tying that in with paid search. Um, putting the cookie on the user is has been something that's been a level of standard practice for a good few years now. You know, we had a a stint probably four or five years ago. We were talking about third-party cookies and first-party cookies and which one could you you could drop in and we kind of standardized where that sat um, but throwing windows now at people saying hey we're going to throw a cookie at you um, every time they browse the internet is a not going to make for a great user experience um, and in some respects it's going to um, damage the effectiveness of, of multi-touch online marketing uh, um, yeah. you know the, the ability it's not in the line the way the internet works, I'm, I'm, I would say. And, uh, I think that the reason why they set up the rules is good, that, for one thing, and because because of the, the, the reason the reason behind it is, of course, that the the, the telecom business is, is a big mess, and they're trying to get that straightened out. And for example, if you if you travel from Holland to the UK, then uh, when I start calling you in the UK, I'm, I'm paying loads of money just to give you a call. Um, and they're trying to to get that regulated. That's good, uh, especially when it comes to being online. If you want to check your email online uh, with your phone uh, in another country, then you pay a lot of money for data. And if they can get that yeah. sorted out, that's very good. Uh, it might become easier to travel with between countries. So that those are good measurements. But the thing mm. is, and that's 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 one problem which keeps coming back, not just with telecom and uh, and internet, but th- the problem is that. People don't realize, don't seem to realize, at least the uh, politicians and, and people in governments, that one thing has an effect on another thing, which means that if you do a measurement in telecom, it has an effect on what's going on on the web. Yeah. And I think they're forgetting about those kind of things. They don't realize that if they say we need to get people um, more involved in what's going on and more... Uh, aware of what cookies are and that cookies are placed and that you can delete them if you want stuff like that um, they 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 forget meanwhile uh, at the same time that that does have an effect on other uh, other businesses that, yeah it's good that you want to say for okay we want to get more realization about what cookies are but to to get everybody to accept uh, the fact that they are using cookies for every time you have to click and say, "Okay, I agree," on every site you you visit, that's 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 not going to work. Yeah, I mean, it's the the, the cookie thing is a, is a huge thing. I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I wholeheartedly would love to see you know data costs unified, um, and certainly now when we you know we seem to finally be moving into the year of mobile as such. Um, you know, the, we've talked about it for four years. Next year is the year of mobile, and um, <laughs> that's why I'm laughing. I'm, I'm hearing that every year. <laughs> you know, and I, I, I finally, you know, believe that you know, 2010 will see a big shift. You know, the 
the you know the market's really warmed up and certainly the you know the Googles and the Microsofts of this world have have put a huge cavalry charge on the you know into not only obviously mobile advertising and in search and display options and different things like that but um, you know being the handset you know being the technology on the handset with with Android you know the new Microsoft phone was Windows 6.5 will be launching very very soon and the, you know Google was claiming I think it's a hundred hundred handsets with uh, Android on before the end of the mm-hmm. before the end of the year, um, you know, once you start getting to that sort of stage, that will arrive at tipping point where guys like HTC, Samsung, Nokia will be effectively producing the handset, and then the deal will be done by the big media companies as to who supplies the operating system that sits on their handset. Um, you know, once once data is standardised and the costs are good, we we start to see very very viable um, mobile options coming along, and I think. Um, you know, 2010, we'll see a, a big, big shift in that. Uh, isn't, some, it, isn't, it, isn't it about time that? Uh, yeah, it, uh, isn't it about time that people at the European Union uh, set up work groups, for example, with actual people from the business, mm. from so that if they're t- looking at telecom uh, rights, that they uh, get some telecom people in there, but also get some uh, web people in there. Just yeah, come on Google. Just just get them in there. Ask questions. See how it works. No, hundred percent. I think. I mean, we. You know, I, as I say, I attended the IAB Engage conference yesterday here in the UK, and um, they had a guy from the COI, who is which is a government organisation who, who basically do marketing for government bodies. Um, and he made a lot of sense in where the government is trying to go. They they are thinking of the modern digital world. And, and how they can, you know, interact within it, and what needs to be done as a, as a, you know, as, as a government to to achieve that. Um, and then you have obviously the bodies like the IAB that um, the government listens listens to, and are, you know, partly sponsored and, uh, you know, by the big engines such as Google, Microsoft, Yahoo. Um, so there is there is that look at it. It goes back to sort of the mid '90s when the the IAB launched the um, the first ever, you know banner size standardization for for the internet Mm. um i think we're now looking at a stage where all these different things are are flowing and it's not just about standardizing banner sizes across the internet we've now got to think about how we standardize mobile content how we standardize different forms of of online marketing and you know that shift towards digital and i think they're warming up to it which is great yeah, but it kind of seems like the way they're looking, uh, well, at least the government bodies and, and some some other people are looking at it is 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 like, uh, well, 10 years ago. Mm. They haven't grown with the fact that uh, <coughs> the, the, the industry is growing, so, so it yeah. seems. Especially if you look at, uh, and that's the last topic uh, we'll, we'll probably discuss today, if you look at newspapers, um, we, of course, had the... Uh, uh, um, uh, the, 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 the how do you call it, the big media guy Murdoch Rupert Murdoch saying mm. uh, there's a uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get get people to pay for for the content uh, online and now he, last week he said um, I'm gonna keep Google out so mm. he wants uh, to use the, the the old important robot stock text to keep Google out of his content uh, so that he can actually deliver paid content is that yeah. a smart move? Well, it is. I mean, let's hope you're smart enough to use it at page level as well as at server level because if these days we're just using it at server level, Google still seems to get in there. So if I've got an SEO tip for Rupert Murdoch, I would say make sure you're using page level robot TXT as well. Um, <laughs> or, or Google will be in there. Um, uh, it's an interesting stance. I mean, the other big notable one I can think of was um, 
in um, sort of South Korea where the search engine Naver, which still owns a massive amount of market share over there, um, they basically do block Google's spiders. So they're not allowing Google to come in and spider their content. So there's a proven example out there where it does work. But um, is it past tipping point where, you know, they can jump in there and um, do that and make a big difference to the world of Google? I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what is interesting to see what's going to do to their um, the visiting numbers. To yeah, I mean the, the thing that springs to mind to me there's there's a, there's a just to get an idea of where you know what what could have happened is you go on um, go on YouTube and search for um, Epic 2015, um, and it was somebody's stance on how the the warring factions of Google and Amazon and the New York Times and such would pan out through to to 2015, and it's uh, it's kind of like a tongue-in-cheek look at media. Um, and the deals that might have got done. And some of it's quite realistic. It was done back in around about 2006, uh, 2007. And it's, uh, I'll stick a link in the chat room, but it was, um, it's great where you start to see um, Google and Amazon coming together and creating you know, Google on or something like that. And then the Wall Street uh, Journal and things topple and the New York Times gets bought out by Google and uh, you know, goes <laughs> from there. It's a, it's a real wonderful idea of how the digital age could change. Um, yeah. But the bot. The bottom stance is, it's great. The, yeah. the, the bottom stance is that um, at the end of the day, digital seems to be the driving force. Digital seems to be the way forward. And, and newspapers have got to embrace that yeah. and um, you know, understand how that can, can work for them. You know, I listened to a few big newspaper guys, actually one guy from the New York Times yesterday talking about it and how they're thinking about redesigning the, the layout of the newspaper to look like web pages. Uh, <laughs> rather than the web pages looking like newspapers, they're kind of having that reverse engineered look at it to um, yeah. to kind of say kind of kind of smart. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. I think you know when it comes to saying paying for content or you know it, from the sense of the newspaper, um, yeah. you know the li- newspapers' lifebloods are are the classifieds. You know the people that pay to to, to advertise in there, be it the yep. the Daily Telegraph in the UK or the or the rag tops such as the Sun. Um, their lifeblood is the is the advertiser within that paper, and if that starts to dwindle and disappear, um, the it's papers are going to struggle. Yep. They'll have to look at other apps. Maybe they can uh, use the, the iPhone apps because uh, the German newspaper built uh, built the day they uh, they closed uh, actually their website for iPhone users, so that iPhone users would be uh, well forced to buy the iPhone app they uh, mm. they have. So that's yeah. uh, that's another question. Anyway, time flies when you're having fun. Um, yeah. It's already almost eight o'clock, so we have to close up the wow. show. Um, I want to thank you, John, for uh, filling in for uh, for Roy. Uh, you did a great job, and I hope uh, we can get you on uh, again. Uh, thanks, uh, in the future. And also thanks to Matt, of course, uh, who was on the show in the, in the second part when we talked about search engine strategies. Um, you can, uh, uh, if you're listening to us uh, on the uh, recorded podcast, you can also try and listen live to us, which is uh, uh, every Thursday here in Holland at 7 p.m. That's 6 in the UK and in the US it's 1 p.m. on the East Coast and 10 a.m. on the West Coast. Uh, thank you, Brasco, also for doing production again. And uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, with another show of Search Cowboys. And John, thank you again. Thanks, Bess.